Amen. Well, God bless you today, church. Thank you once again for joining, gathering to the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. We are called to be examples. Called to be examples to the believers, and we can surely add today to the unbelievers. For as it says in Matthew 5, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This world is dark. This world is darkened. And this world is darkening. And so I exhort the church today, let your light shine. Be an example. Be an example to the believers and be an example to those that do not know Jesus. Fathers and mothers, sons and daughters, be an example. And as the Passion Translation reads, be the example they need. Be an example in word. Does that mean anything anymore? False claims, false promises, truth has fallen in the streets. Matthew 5.37, let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Be an example in word. Be an example in conduct. It's become a free-for-all, so-called progressive culture, more liberal, broad-minded, tolerant than ever. They say, oh, we're advanced. No, you're diseased. And who would have believed in a progressive church? J.C. Ryle said these words, there is a common worldly kind of Christianity in this day, which many have and think they have enough. A cheap Christianity which offends nobody and requires no sacrifice, which costs nothing 
and is worth nothing. We are called to be examples. Be an example in word. Be an example in conduct. Be an example in love. A term so loosely used today. A world of fragile love. A world of selfish love. A world of conditional love. And what of spirit, faith, and purity? You see, the Lord has called us to be examples, and so let it read like this today. Be an example in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. The Passion Translation, speak the truth and live a life of purity and authentic love as you remain strong in your faith. What's the answer in a dark world, in a darkened world, in a darkening world? What is the answer for us? How can we be the examples we are called to be? The examples they need to see. Well, listen to the text, the New King James Version. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. The word says, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the eldership. And the Bible says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. That what? that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Now I can hear the voice of our Lord Jesus speaking to his people today. And if we read the text in this way, Can you hear the voice of the Lord saying, till I come, until I return? The Passion Translation, so until I come, be diligent in devouring the word of God. Be faithful in prayer and in teaching the believers. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life for it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands of the elders and was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. Make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so everyone can see that you are moving forward. Give careful attention to your spiritual life and every cherished truth you teach. For living what you preach will release salvation inside you and to all those who listen to you. And so what would the Lord Jesus say to us today? He would say to us today, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Till I come. Charles Spurgeon said these words, our Lord Jesus Christ will come a second time. This is the joy and hope of all believers. Till I come, 
Be diligent in devouring the word of God. Our relationship with the word of God, our connection with the holy book. Until I come, be diligent in devouring the word of God and be faithful in prayer. Now we know that the word of God is powerful. Hebrews 4 verse 12 For the word of God is living and powerful. No dead books, no lifeless pages. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. As we give ourselves to reading, exhortation, and to doctrine, as we are diligent in devouring the word of God, we are strengthened by the power of his word. We are empowered to be the examples that we are called to be, the examples they need to see. And we take it one step further and we couple this with prayer, faithful prayer. Faithful prayer is the word would call us to, and soon word, that is our confession, conduct, our conversation as the King James Version puts it. We know our lives speak volumes, for we are living epistles. Love, spirit, faith, and purity, they will speak as they should. Be an example. I love how the King James Version reads, it, It says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Give attendance. Till I come, give attendance. And I wonder if the Lord is taking attendance. Remember those days in school when you hear your name, say here. When you hear your name, Raise your hand. And so till he comes, let's give attention, attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. What would the Lord Jesus say to us today? Surely he would say to us today, do not neglect the gift that is in you. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. What does that word gift speak of? A favor with which one receives without any merit of his own. The gift of divine grace, the gift of faith, knowledge, holiness, virtue. Speaks of the economy of divine grace by which the pardon of sin and eternal salvation is appointed to sinners in consideration of the merits of Christ laid hold of by faith. What does this word gift speak of? It speaks of grace or gifts denoting extraordinary powers, distinguishing certain Christians and enabling them to serve the church of Christ, the reception of which is due to the power of divine grace operating on their souls by the Holy Spirit. 
Do not neglect the gift that is in you. The Passion Translation puts it this way. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life. It's not a day to neglect the gift that is in us. It's not a day to minimize the gift that is in us. It's a day to attend to it. And so the Lord Jesus would say to us, verses 15 to 16, meditate on these things. Give yourselves entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, listen to these words, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Again, the Passion Translation, make all of this your constant meditation. And make it real with your life so everyone can see that you are moving forward. Give careful attention to your spiritual life and every cherished truth you teach. For in living what you preach, I'd exhort the church today, let's live what we preach. For in living what you preach, you will release salvation. Salvation will release inside you and all those who listen to you. We are living epistles written and read by all. We live in a world and most definitely an hour where the enemy would love to have us and seek to have us meditate on other things. Make other things our constant meditation. In order to have a stalemate, that we stop moving forward or start moving wayward. It's time to give careful attention to our spiritual life. Not to put it off for another day, another week another month, another year, another season of life. The word of the Lord today, it's time to give careful attention to our spiritual life and every cherished truth. I can see what's happening in the land and I hear a word in my spirit, let God be true and every man a liar. What's happening? I believe one thing the enemy is seeking to do today is to get people to turn from believing anything anyone says anymore. Because truth is falling in the streets. False claims, false promises. The enemy is seeking to put a spirit of unbelief in people. And heaven forbid this becomes our condition of faith in God. I remind you what the Bible says. It says that he will always be the rock whose work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. The enemy would seek today to put a spirit of unbelief in people. Unbelief in the believers. 
to have us fall and fail, no longer believe anything anyone says anymore. I also believe the enemy is trying to get people to turn into go along with anything and everything type people. And my, how evident this is. I want to remind us today of what the Bible says, John chapter 17, verses 14 to 23. The word of the Lord says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me. Catch this through their word. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And perhaps this is a simple reminder as we stop just for a moment and remind ourselves that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. We conduct our affairs in this world, but we are not of this world. We have conversations in this world, but we are not of this world. We face things in this world, but we are not of this world. Romans 12, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed. What is the answer for us? How can we be the examples that the Lord has called us to be? How can we remain in the world and not be of it? How can we remain unconformed? We've already received the answer today. Till he comes, devour the word. Till he comes, give attention to exhortation and doctrine. Till he comes, be faithful in prayer. Not neglecting the gift that is in us. Here lies progress evident to all. Be the example they need to see. We understand that right now, there is an onslaught, an attack 
a war against the mind and minds of humanity. A war against the mind and the minds of humanity, not just unbelieving humanity, but also against believing humanity. Yes, against believers. I wonder how many times a month, a week, a day, an hour, a minute, how many times does the enemy go after our minds? An attack on the mind to sway thinking. To have us all messed up. To mess with our headspace. Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What is it you are meditating on? Is it as the word exhorts? Meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. And I love how the message reads, summing it up, summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Meditate on the things that are right. Things of a good report. You see, if our minds are full in meditating on the truth of God, a wise man once said, it was God's word that made us, is it any wonder that his word should sustain us? You see, if our minds are full in meditating on the truth of God and things noble, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report, there is no room for the lies of the enemy. Things poor, things unjust, impure, ugly, and of a bad report. Now, I'd like to say today that believe it or not, what we fill our minds with and what we meditate on will speak to and dictate our peace. And that's why a lot of believers even are peaceless <laughs> or lack that peace. And it's because of what they're filling their minds with and what they're meditating on. 
Because what we fill our minds with and meditate on will speak to and dictate our peace. If we are those without the peace of God, which transcends and surpasses human understanding, then how on earth will we live as the examples we are called and commissioned to be? If we are fearful like the world, fretting like the world, anxious like the world, how on earth will we live as the examples that we are called to be? And so reading from the Passion Translation, keep your thoughts continually fixed. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. The God of peace will be with you in all things. The key to peace, one great key to peace, the peace of God is to fill our minds with the right things. To meditate on the right things. The Lord has called you to be an example. Just like the Lord has called me to be an example. Every father hearing this, the Lord has called you to be an example. Every mother, the Lord has called you to be an example. Every son, every daughter, the Lord has called you to be an example. Every business owner, every worker, The Lord has called you to be an example. Until I come. See, the reality is that you have a sphere of influence I don't have. A sphere of influence that is unique to you. A family, your sons and daughters, your home your relatives, your coworkers, those that you run into and converse with on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis. Those that you speak to through social media, contact through text message, speak on the phone with. You are called to be an example Let's not just say we are called to be an example, but let's bring it down to the individual today. You are called to be an example, and you have a sphere of influence that I do not have. You speak to people that I am not able to speak with. And so there is a responsibility and a call because God has gifted you with an opportunity. A sphere of influence that is unique to you, only to you. 
So the Lord would say, be the example they need to see. Live what you preach and preach what you live. Be authentic, be the real deal. Be an example in word and conduct. Be an example in love, be an example in purity. All these things. You know, perhaps it's that the mind isn't right because of the filling. And therefore, today, and it's been like this. Perhaps for days we've been functioning out of unrest rather than the peace of Christ. Functioning out of unrest, going about our daily living, making decisions, engaging in conversations, whatever it may be. Functioning out of unrest rather than the peace of Christ. See, the truth is our days are not only to be crowned with his peace, but paved with his peace. What have we been giving our attention to? We could ask today as we've taken it in, are we neglecting the gift that is in us? We can have the worship team return. The Lord is saying to us today, till I come, and I want to remind the church that Jesus Christ will return. There is a second coming of Jesus Christ, and we don't know when that is, and you can say, well, generations before, they all thought Jesus was coming in their generation. Well, guess what? We're the ones alive right now. We don't know the day. We don't know when Jesus will break through the heavens and come and take his church home. We can't waste time. We can't let days go by and weeks go by and months go by and years go by and not take this seriously and not give attention to what God would have us give attention to. It's time to give careful attention to our spiritual lives, to ready ourselves, to prepare ourselves. And let's not forget that the Lord has commissioned us to create disciples. To be an example, yes, to the believers. Be an example to our sphere, close sphere of influence, our families and our close friends. But think of those that do not know Jesus. They need an example. We are called to be the example they need to see. And so the Lord is saying to us today, till I come, be diligent in devouring the word. He's saying to us today, till I come, be faithful in prayer. Not sporadic. Not a little prayer here and there. Let me remind the church that he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. You say, well, that's relegated to the church. No. Yes, this house, a house of prayer, but Take it further than that. You're the temple. The house of prayer. Be faithful in prayer and in teaching. 
be examples. Till I come, be examples. And wouldn't this be the heart of our God, the heart of our Savior? Wouldn't this be the mission of the Holy Spirit that we would be examples in word? In conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, be an example in faith. People need that today. We need that today. Be an example in faith, in purity. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life. Make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so that everyone can see that you are moving forward, that you are progressing. Give careful attention to your spiritual life and every cherished truth you teach for living what you preach will release salvation inside you and to all those who listen to you. The Lord wants to use our living to release salvation. Our word is a powerful witness. If it's right, let your yes be your yes, your no be your no. No false claims, no false promises. Our conduct, our conduct is a powerful witness when it's right. When it's in line, in line with the word of the Lord. Our love is a powerful witness when it's right. Faith is a powerful witness. The Lord wants to use our living to release salvation. We know, we know that our witness is not in word only. It's in the actions of life. It's in the living of life. This is what it means to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works. And let's finish it. What does it say? And glorify our Father in heaven. I thought good works weren't important. Let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. To each one here in this today, let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The world needs examples. The world's always needed examples. So the Lord would call us today, he'd say, to the fathers, the mothers, the sons, the daughters, the brothers, the sisters, be the example, the example they need. 
Let's pray today. Lord, we thank you for your word. And I pray for each of us here today that we would hear this call, this commission, Lord, that until you come, we would give ourselves to these things that we've taken in today. Lord, that in this season and every season of life, we would, we would take, take our walk with you seriously. Be diligent with our spiritual life. Lord, that we would make it our earnest prayer today that we would be used of you as examples, not only to the believers that need hope, the believers that are perhaps just getting by right now, Lord, that we would also be the example to the unbelievers. Be the example they need to see. That you would be glorified, you'd be magnified in our living, you would be honored and blessed. We're not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and salvation. Lord, I pray for those today Lord, where the mind isn't right. I pray, Lord, that there would be a decision today to change the filling of the mind, and the meditation of the mind, the things that we are giving our minds to, that, Lord, we would no longer be operating out of a spirit of unrest, making decisions out of unrest. But, Lord, the peace of God peace of God would fill our minds as we think on things of a good report. We love you, Jesus. It's our heart's desire to bless you. Lord, strengthen each person here today. Strengthen the family units here today. Lord, those that need God a boost in faith today, we just we stand with them, Lord, and we pray. That faith would rise within them once again. The spirit of faith, Lord, we trust you. You are the rock, you never change. Lord, if there are those today that have fallen in this way, that because of the way the world is, false claims, false promises, truths falling in the streets, no longer believe anything anyone says anymore. And Lord, if it's crept into the relationship with you, we just pray today, God, that we would be reminded that you are, you are not a man that you should lie, that you are true. You're always true. And we can always trust you. We can always trust you. We thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.